Welcome, everybody, to our episode tonight of Fellowship of the Podcast. It's been a really long while since I've hosted. I think the last time I did, it might have been like the Ricky O episode. It's it's, it's been, I mean, our shoot the breeze are still counts. <laughs> I guess so, but uh, do we really host those? Shut the fuck up and do your job. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah it's uh so we have our episode tonight and uh you've probably already read it but uh i just want to say so it's myself kyle and tyler and of course lauren the the power trio we're back we're back <laughs> and don't mind me ladies and gentlemen um it's currently um seven o'clock in our time but i am eating so don't mind me okay <laughs> yes and uh if you haven't seen the title of the episode which how did you even get here um we you are know, discussing... you know some people I, I guess just uh they like to randomly hit uh uh podcasts just just to randomly listen to and then uh this somehow popped up like maybe they were looking for uh i don't know like they 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 were talking about uh like some what are some of like the big reviewers out there that like talk about Marvel? Oh God, um, there's a lot. Any anyway, what maybe somebody was looking for like a Lord of the Rings. Um, they were looking for like a Lord of the Rings podcast, and they're like, oh look at this fellowship of the podcast. <laughs> or I'm assuming about Lord of the Rings or something, and then like oh it's it's Marvel and. Who are these guys? Dude, if, if oh. Lord of the Rings did have a phase four, but hopefully it was better. But <laughs> oh boy. Uh, we'd be here oh all fucking night. Oh boy. I was gonna say, or alternatively, you could be like the churchy type and you're thinking of the different kind of fellowship. Wow. Oh, <laughs> it's like a it's a Christian podcast. <laughs> boy, would you be sorely disappointed listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and if you are, fuck you. 
No. <laughs> I'm oh, kidding, yeah. guys. I'm kidding. Uh, I so, so my grandmother's like, I, I was I was listening to to the church podcast and the host said fuck you. <laughs> Why do you sound like Kyle's cousin from like South Park? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyways. But uh welcome to us talking about Phase four of the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, aka uh, us milking something we already did once in the previous episode with the MCU <laughs> tier list. Yep. <laughs> Only I guess we're going to get uh, more. We're, we're going to be talking about every single movie that came out in phase four. Yes. Yes. So, kind of a smaller version of that. Are we also going to rank it or are we just going to kind of grade it as we go by? I mean, if we go we'll on. we'll probably do a ranking at the, like the very end yeah. of. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't want it to be like cookie cuttery, but I think the reason uh, we decided to specifically do Phase Four, and I know somebody can be like, "Well, why not do Phase One or Two? Or because it just ended, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. I didn't even realize it just ended until Tyler had pointed out when I had just seen Wakanda Forever. Yep. I was like, holy crap, I've seen all of Phase 4 and I didn't even know. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, really? Like, Wakanda Forever was the last film in Phase 4? Yep. Yeah, that's it. Wow. I Even I didn't know that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, it's surprisingly short. Yeah, you know, th- this, the only reminds me of like phase two like really just felt like it started and then stopped real quick yes because like and and the thing is phase four didn't even like feel like it had a start because we didn't even know we were in it for not just that while. not just that either it was just like here's a marvel movie yes yeah. yes yes because i remember people i remember when this was so new that people were saying no way home was some kind of, you know, coda to Endgame. Well, it kind of was. I mean, it, it kind of is. Yeah. Except it really isn't because it's in Phase 4. Yeah. But low-key. We'll, really we'll get into what, like, the confusing start of Phase 4 in a little bit here. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, it's one of those things where I, 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 I don't want to say... They were making shit up as they went along, but but I mean I mean before I really get into that, let's pay some bills. I just realized yeah. we're talking for like five or ten minutes. I haven't even gotten to that. It's okay. Uh, let's pay some bills. Uh, Lauren, what's uh, what's our social media? Uh, social media. You can find us on Fellowship of the Pod. One word on Instagram. Um, I'm gonna have to do like a. Phase four Marvel story. Oh, maybe that's what I'll. Hey. <laughs> that's all I'll post is it ended question mark. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then I'll, uh, um, but yeah, you can find us on fellowship of the podcast, all one word. And then on Twitter, it's fellowship pod 19. There you go, man. Uh, and uh, Tyler, where can you listen to us? You can listen to us right here on the anchor app, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you can listen to podcasts. And please do us a favor, guys. 
Give us five stars on every platform that's possible. Even ask a question. You can ask questions now on Spotify, which is pretty awesome. Um, so go right ahead, send in your questions. And um, and if you guys want to send those five stars, unless you're uh, like Kanye. Yeah, man, because fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. We had a little talk about that uh, on our free talk. So, um, so I... I was going to say, you know what that, that interview kind of felt like was the ending of Joker and oh. like the, the, the moment where, where uh, 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 Robert De Niro's face just realizes like, oh, he has a madman on his show. Yeah. <laughs> that's the face that Alex Jones had. In you that know, movie. that's a really bad spot to be in when Alex Jones is the same one in the room. <laughs> You just oh, man. Movies for me, He's like Alex Jones is like, dude, Kanye, you you've lost your grip of reality, man. <laughs> and then he was like, "You ain't got the answers, Nick." <laughs> oh, <God>. Anyway, <laughs> I think we already talked enough about that uh, outside of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, get, please give us a five star. Uh, five star and uh, uh, review as yes. well. So, yeah, Kyle, guys, DM us some questions or something. Jeez, yeah. you're making us feel like you're making us feel like the ugly girl at the wedding. I think we kind of are. <laughs> oh, oh snap! Oh snap! We're the one bridesmaid. We're like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Let's let's get into this okay. fucking face for bullshit. All right. So first of all, can I just say something? That I'm I'm on the MCU wiki right now, and right off the bat, something's already blown my mind about Phase Four. And what's that? Right off the bat, so it just says. And I don't know if you guys ever noticed this. Maybe maybe this will be updated. Somebody got to check. Maybe Lauren can fact check. I don't know. But it says Phase Four is the fourth part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the first part of the multiverse saga. This is only part one. Yes. Yes. So, okay. Well, the uh, came out. They announced that phases one through three were the Infinity Saga, and then, um, and then phase four began, like you know, the post, uh, the post Endgame phase, essentially, and. Um, actually, speaking of which, I was at Comic-Con when they announced that it was the Multiverse Saga. I almost got into Hall H, but, uh, they capped the line, so oh. I could have been there. <laughs> Damn. Oh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, uh, they announced that, you know, sometime after, uh, uh, No Way Home and, like, WandaVision and all that came out. Right. And, uh, um, and they announced that Phase that that like the new wave of phases is going to be the multiverse saga. That's right. That's right. Yes. Because that was back in 2021, if I remember. Uh oh, uh, far far from home or no way home? Yes. Yeah, that was a basically a year ago. Man, it feels like 10 years ago. No. That shit. Crazy. You know what I mean? Like like so much has happened. But see, this I feel like is going to be kind of the theme of this. And maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, projecting a little here. But it kind of feels like with Phase 4, 
that I mean this in, in, in I mean this not in a negative way, but it feels like so much has happened and yet so little has actually happened. Yeah. You know, because like we thought for Spider-Man No Way Home that that was going to be like a humongous shift in the MCU. But in hindsight, it's been kind of like, but is there, you know, anything really different? If if anything, it like kind of it put us a step backwards with that movie, because now like nobody knows who Peter Parker is. Right. It's weird. It's weird. It's like it, that movie didn't take us forward. If anything, it took us backwards. It's a weird backstep to when Spider-Man wasn't in the MCU. Yeah. But like, so, did you know that somehow he's going to be in the MCU again? Somehow. I, have, I, have I don't know what they're going to do. Go with his character. But yeah, I, I feel like the biggest criticism of this phase, and I don't know if anybody follows all the memes on the internet about it, you know, the team Phase 4 is okay versus Phase 4 is shit, people. Uh I feel like overall the consensus on Phase 4 is while it may, some of it is pretty good and creative Marvel films, it still all kind of feels fillery. Yes. Yeah. Like they're setting up a lot of stuff. Kind of like what we were saying in the days of Iron Man 1 and OG Thor. Yes. Yeah. It kind of feels like that, only we're like, what, 30 movies into this franchise? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Do you guys want to say just any kind of like preliminary stuff about Phase 4 before we go film by film? Because otherwise, I think. We just wanted to give a disclaimer for people. We are not also going to talk about the TV shows. I feel like if we no. ever talk about the TV show, that'll be a separate episode. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, the movies. Yeah, ju- just the movies on this one. Even though, like, the TV shows, In a, yeah, especially especially WandaVision, is, you know, yes. like, they're kind of tied into the movies now. But, um, but yeah, we're just st- we're sticking to the movies. Um, but one, I think one thing that, and I guess that this will kind of start movies, but one of the issues with phase four is it has a very like ambiguous beginning. Yes. Like nobody really knows like what is the start of phase four because technically, okay. Endgame really marks the end of, uh, Phase three and the Infinity Saga. It's like wraps everything that you know that's been building up to. Definitely. Um, um, Far from Home, not No Way Home. Far from Home came out immediately after um, Endgame, and you know, I, and that was you know Sony's movie, but it's still part of the <laughs> MCU. So they were like, okay, it's part of the Infinity Saga. It's part of Phase three. So you have this weird like epilogue movie of Endgame. And so Far From Home, I guess, technically is not part of phase four. It's not. It's, it's like it's technically the official end to phase three, which yeah. is weird yeah, to think about. It was nicely wrapped up with Endgame. They just uh-huh. kind of had this little like flourish at the end with 
far from home. Yes. Yeah. And you, then, sorry, sorry, Lauren. Hey, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you hit you, you. I. You pretty much hit the spot because I feel like No Way Home should be part of Phase Three, regardless, instead of Phase Four, because yeah. it's, it's kind of weird how we went from, you know, from Endgame and then No Way Home, which is the beginning of phase four. But if you, in reality, what you, when you think about it, I think phase four has started with, uh, Dr. Strange and the multiverse. See, like if I were picking where the phase four would begin, it would be Dr. Strange and the multiverse. And yet all the official sources say it begins in a mind fucking kind of way with, Black Widow. Yeah. And that's weird because... It's really weird because there's nothing really with the multiverse in that movie. Yeah, because... Well, okay, because it's... I mean, I could understand, like, you know, that that being, like, tail in it that sets up everything about Phase 4 and everything about the, the multiverse saga. But it's still technically part of the infinity saga and part of phase three, because it, it is, it's a prequel for one. And it takes place in between. um, It takes place after the events of civil war leading into the beginning of. Yeah. So it's it's, like chronologically, it's got nothing to do with phase four, but I guess it's setting up uh, like the sister character. Like, will probably be a big player in the uh, the rest of the thing, but yeah, I mean, it's still like, what's the start of the multiverse saga? Black Widow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's very weird. It, it yeah, and and like, I think if if they hadn't made it later with the whole weird fallout or I should say semi-fallout they had with Scarlett Johansson, I mm-hmm. don't think it ever would have had anything to do with Phase 4. Yeah. yeah. Like, it kind of just became... It, it, like, its placement in Phase 4 is almost an accident. Yeah. yeah. So, and Black Widow, I gotta tell you, is a weird Marvel movie to talk about, and I don't remember what grade I gave it. See? Yeah, I think we gave it a C because it was decent. I think. Yeah. Well, with with me, like, was... yeah, go ahead. Okay. I think I just want to say with Black Widow, um, I think the, yeah, I think the only reason that it, it happens that way, that it opens phase four, is the sister has some key plays later on, but mostly mm-hmm. on the TV show for now. Yes. Mostly yeah. in, in the TV series. Yeah. Not so much in the movies, although I vaguely remember her showing up in like I don't know. Does she show up very briefly in Love and Thunder? No. Uh, no. Okay. Now I I do have something to add and this will tie into the TV shows a little bit. Um but I mean there is the elephant in the room. It was COVID yes. <laughs> kind of threw Marvel's entire schedule off. Yeah. Yes. Among, you know, the entire film industry. Um, but uh, so I, I think from the original, <laughs> original Widow still would have been the first movie. Um, 
in phase four, but we would have gotten um, the, I think we would have gotten the TV shows beforehand. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, no, no. The TV shows would have come after. Yeah. Black Widow would have kicked off everything. Um, but, you know, that movie, because I think that movie was supposed to come out like May of 2020 or something. And then you know, obviously it was like delayed a whole year. Um, but uh, uh, that would have like officially kicked off everything in phase four. And then it would have went into the TV shows like WandaVision, Winter Soldier, Loki and all that. But what's yeah. interesting is the uh, if you watch Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think around like maybe episode five or six of that series, um, they introduced Julia Lewis Dreyfus' character, That's right. yeah. Il- Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> they introduced her ca- her character, her introduction to the MCU, or it wasn't Correct. supposed to be. It was her introduction to the MCU was supposed to be. And in the post credit scene of Black Widow, where, you know, they see the, you know, the grave of, uh, of Black Widow and then the sister's like going to go hunt down Hawkeye or whatever, you know, that that scene was. So Julie Lewis Dreyfus's character character was supposed to like was that was that was supposed to be her introduction in that scene. Yeah. And then you were supposed to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier and be like, oh, look, she's back and Okay. There's that, but that just like threw threw everything off course with with COVID. That's right. And you know, can I just say this because I don't know, we're not going to talk that much specifically about Julia uh, Dreyfus' character, but like I always feel like there's so much hype around that character, but nobody mm-hmm. has any idea who the fuck she is. Yeah, she just kind of appears in in like. Talks about how she just wants to, I don't know. It, it's weird. Ma- make things it's difficult for people. <laughs> it, it's a weird process. It is weird. It kind of seems like they're trying to put her as like some kind of rogue Hydra agent or something. Yeah. I don't even, like, I don't even really know what they're doing with her because she's always behind the scenes and stuff. Yeah. But who knows? What who knows what the fuck can happen? Who knows? Um, Maybe in phase five we'll be like, oh, that's what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. I really I really don't know. But yeah, Black Widow, uh, so uh Natasha, Yelena, uh, they're separated, they're they're brought together from their dead parents. They're fighting at the airport in the, uh, you know, the Civil War movie. Uh, we meet the dude from Stranger Things, Red Dice. Yeah. You know what? You know what's funny, though, is... Remember in season three of Stranger Things, he was escorting that Russian guy named oh, Alexei? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then his character in Black Widow was also named Alexei, and he was a Russian character. Yep, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, but but yeah, it's it's the movie as we said before. It's a spy movie. It kind of has a weird atmosphere plot to it. I don't think I would be as hard on it now as when we were doing it. However long ago that tier list was, mm-hmm. uh, uh, February sixth was the day that we did the tier list. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I actually, I kind of liked Black Widow. It was, uh, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, the best that Marvel had to offer, but I, I think I enjoyed it more than most people did. And, uh, oh, I did too. I thought yeah. I yeah. And you know what? I mean, I just like Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> who fucking doesn't? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I honestly feel like I really need to give this movie a rewatch because I gave uh, Ant and uh, Ant Man and Wasps uh, a, a rewatch again recently. I'm like, damn, this was a really good movie, and I so wish I saw it before I saw Endgame. Yeah, asshole. Yeah, because that one that one ties into the. Uh... Like with the post credit scene, right? I feel like Black Widow. If I give it a rewatch, I'd be like, "Okay, it wasn't just some dumb spy thriller." Yeah, but you know what? You know what's funny though is, uh, even though you could technically watch, uh, you know, watch Civil War and then watch Black Widow and then watch uh, Infinity War, you know, that being kind of like a trilogy, I guess, or oh, quadrilogy if you include a. Uh, uh, end game in that, um, but how that's that movie's like in you know the sandwich in between of uh Civil War and, and Infinity War. You technically like if you were watching it for the first time, you can't watch that going into Infinity yeah. War because yeah. the post credit scene reveals that she dies. Exactly. So it's like because of that post credit scene, you have to watch it after. End game. Yeah, exactly. I know. So it perpetually is like confusing in your head where it belonged chronologically. Yeah. And it's kind of a shame because it is. It would be nice to be able to watch the chronologically because I always see, you know, Disney Plus try to show it. I'm like, oh, you poor child. Whoever's watching this for the first time, they're going to finish and be like, what the fuck? Natasha dead? Wait a yeah. minute. <laughs> Uh, it's just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like it'd be really confusing. And then when you get to end game, you're like, oh shit, I knew she was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, that... but yeah, I mean, I don't that's, really know that's the start. Movie. That's the start. I didn't realize that was a start of phase four. And it right. is. Yeah. <laughs> Again, and it's so. It's such a weird movie to start phase four with. Yeah. Because, like we said, there's nothing here about the multiverse as far as we can tell. Yeah. Like, it's some kind of weird flashback movie. Yeah. Right? But I don't, I don't really know. I feel like... I don't want to say this movie shouldn't have been part of phase four... But it feels really weirdly weird and out of place in Phase Four. It really is. It does. So yeah, there's got to be something with with the sister and with Julia Lewis Dreyfus and you know all is connected to the rest of the uh, multiverse saga. But exactly, so, somebody is yelling at us right now about you have to watch. Uh 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 uh. What's it called? Werewolf like, by Night, you idiots! <laughs> Fuck you. 
<laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Just, just feel it right now. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think Black Widow does good service for uh Black Widow. Yeah. And and Yelena, who I hope we see more of in the movie, because she's surprisingly good. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know what to like how to rank this within phase four, though. Yeah, I'd probably give it a C regardless because you're still gonna give it a C. I'm still gonna give it a C. It's a decent movie, but it, it's not the okay, not but, great okay, okay. But think of this, Tyler is it the worst movie in phase four if we're putting it on a totem pole? No, 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 I, no it's not <laughs> okay. There's okay, so one. Black Widow is just floating in space in my brain right now, and I'm not sure exactly where it goes. Yeah, uh, and I'll I'll put it somewhere in like after we say a little bit more about some of the other movies. So shall we go to mm-hmm. our uh, next one? Yes, next movie. Yeah. Okay, so the next movie. Now this is the one <laughs> that Tyler was saying the fact that you like this movie. And didn't like Black Panther that much. Sheer hypocrisy. <laughs> but it's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, oh yeah, that was the next one. And uh, the, the thing I think with Shang-Chi, first of all, I think it holds up on its own as a surprisingly decent fantasy kung fu wuxia movie. Yes. Yeah. No, it, think, it, it, it works it on its up. own. It works on its own. And I feel that's that's really unique in phase four. Like if it like you said, Kyle, if if the, if Chong Chi was not a like character in Marvel, and if it was just a random like you know, script or original movie, I'd be it's like th- this is a this is a fantastic original movie. It would still work, right? Yes. If it had nothing to do with MCU, you'd be like, wow, that's a pretty badass Kung Fu movie. Yep. And uh, and yeah, shout out to uh, the brother Jung from Kim's Convenience again. Yeah. Simu <laughs> <laughs> Lu, man. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I saw, uh, I actually saw Shang-Chi up in uh, San Jose. Um, I was with one of my friends up there for like Labor Day weekend, I think it came out. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was on Labor Day weekend, like last year. Yeah, and that's when we we did our Jurassic Park suite. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We were in the middle of that. And by the way, I want to say, I want to say this: uh, that Jurassic Park suite of all the stuff we've ever done, I think that one still really holds up. It does, guys. I when I was in um uh. Texas and I was I was driving I listened to like our entire Jurassic Park suite (laughs) I can't remember if Dominion came out before or after my trip but I remember I was like binging them all like in preparation I think it was before yeah because it was like I was binging all of them so I can you know be fresh on uh for Dominion but anyway (laughs) Anyway. they still hold up that's my point (laughs) Yes, they, they do still all that. But back to Shang-Chi. Um, um, so, 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 yeah, the movie basically, um, this guy who lives in San Francisco has a 
dad who has a magic item called the Ten Rings, and he's a member of a organization, which is a, like a terrorist organization. And yeah. uh, his mother dies, and in San Francisco, they kind of find out that something's up with the dad, and he's in a secret organization. And then yes. he and Aquafina just decide to go to Hong Kong, and shit really picks up from there. Yeah. Her, him and Aquafina. <laughs> yes. I, remember, Aquafina is. God, what was her name in that movie? Mary? Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Um, she a baddie. I'll just say that in her cute way. Oh, look at you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Katie Chen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Dude, if you've never seen Nora from Queens, Tyler, you seriously should. That show is funny as fuck. I've just seen one episode. Really good. Okay. But you know, you know what else is worth worth mentioning about Shang Chi is it. I don't know if I could say it redeems, but it 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 picks up the the mess from Iron Man three. Yes, definitely. Oh. How so? Was the uh, so the vil- the main villain allegedly <laughs> Iron Man three was the Mandarin, yep. which is essentially one of supposed to be one of Iron Man's like you know biggest foes and, oh, yeah. and comic books. Yeah, the Mandarin. Um, but then you know if, if you saw Iron Man three, it turned out he was just a, a, a an actor for a terrorist organization who posed as like a sorcerer or something so he, he was, wasn't really the mandarin is is uh he was a cop out uh, he was a cop out then yes. shang chi oh and that was a uh, uh ben kingsley yes that's, that's right uh that was ben kingsley in iron man 3 who comes back in shang chi as uh right. you know repri- reprising his role but there was already kind of speculation that that they were going to do something with with the mandarin it's called the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is what the Mandarin is part of. That's exactly. so. Th- there was a lot of hints like that. This was going to kind of like redeem that, or you know, you know, give the give the fans like what they wanted all those years ago. That's yeah. right. That's right. Because in the movie, and, and by the way, if we haven't said it now, we if we haven't said it already, we should say it now. This thing is full of spoilers. So if you don't want to like spoil phase four. I suggest not listening to this episode. Yep, exactly. But in the movie, doesn't Mandarin turn into the dragon? No. Or is it... Or am I remembering it's like... Like Lee's dad who turned into a dragon. No, Lee, Lee's dad is was uh, dead. Why do I remember a scene where somebody turned into a dragon? Mm, you're thinking of something else. Am I? Well, there there was a dragon in the movie. I just it it's been a while since I've seen it, so I can't remember. Damn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I could have sworn there's a dragon in Shang Chi. There is. There is a dragon. Yeah. I just do it. That part of it is fading my memory, but it, it very very well could have happened. I'm not sure. Okay. 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 So it's that great protector. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm not yeah. misremembering that. Yeah. I, I thought for a second 
shit, did I just see it in like an Avatar Last Airbender episode or something? <laughs> <laughs> we probably did. Oh, God. I don't remember any dragon in that show, but it's been so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh... But yeah, anyway, so really badass movie. There's some great battle sequences in it. Um, great magic. And by the way, it's really funny stuff with Simu Liu and Aquafina. Yes. Yeah. So great chemistry, uh, too. This is definitely, according to one of my buddies, I think I agree with him. This is one of the best movies in phase four, I think. Probably like I'll in probably... the top three, maybe. Yes. Three definitely or four? In the top three. Top three. We'll say that. Okay. All right. All right, so I got it placed in my mind. Shang-Chi is somewhere above Black Widow, but the totem is incomplete. Yeah. Well, speaking of top three, um, <laughs> <laughs> we talk about what's probably single-handedly the worst one of all of Phase 4. The Eternals. Eternals. The Eternals. The one that I always complained, and I still, I still contend... This movie is too goddamn long. Yeah. Not just that, too. Not just too goddamn long. It was just, in my eyes, in my this is my opinion. I don't care what anybody says. This movie was a big waste of time. Yes. Yes. They could have, I don't know. They should have split up. I, you know, one of my good buddies, I think it's worth saying this on record. Eternals should have been a TV series, and Moon Knight should have been the movie. Yes. Thank you. It would have made it would have worked so much better in both of their cases. Thank you. Like Eternals as a TV show might have actually been pretty good. Yeah. All the characters, you get to really dive into the backstory. You get all the flashbacks. It cultivates into that giant battle. And, and although it still wouldn't explain the giant mindfuck of where the fuck is that giant Titan statue? Yeah. <laughs> Which Lauren always points out. I always bring it up because it was like, there, there's a giant statue that's sticking out of the Atlantic Ocean and nobody tends to bring it up. It's like, it's like that one episode of... Uh, of uh, Rick and Morty where that naked guy is flying over the United States. Oh, yeah. It's like, where the fuck is this giant statue? <laughs> it's, it's, but, but yeah, it's just, it's like, like we said before, I don't think you guys disagree with me if I said this. There's too many characters. There's too much information. There's too much plot exposition. But so little has happened. There's, yeah. There's there there's not enough action in it. Uh, it's not clear what this plot has to do with the rest of the MCU, let alone and, Phase Four. And this is supposed to be like one of the big groups. Like I mean, this is like supposed to expand the the MCU even even further. You know, into the the depths of space. And and I mean, they're, they're supposed to be like thousands of years old, so they've been there. All this time, but yes, they're oh, they're not God. they're not supposed they're not supposed to interfere with with you know and protect Earth 
unless like Earth is truly in danger or something like that. So apparently, you know, <laughs> the <laughs> was it the the Shatarian Avengers, the first Avengers movie, you know, that leveling New York City practically, that was not a big enough threat. Ultron lifting an entire country into the air, that was yep. not a big enough threat. Thanos, Thanos wiping out half of humanity <laughs> is not a big enough threat. But some stupid demon dogs that surface, that's the I, threat I, that they I have really to... I really don't get it. It, it. it really doesn't make it, any it, sense. It, it but makes... you know, I wanted to say this with the last movie because I wanted to mention how the multiverse ties into everything. In Shang-Chi, I wanted to do it before I lose my train of thought. In yeah. Shang-Chi, the one part where the multiverse comes in is, one, they're crossing over into the world of the Ten Rings. But also we get that really quick scene with Wong fighting Abomination, which yeah. I remember all the memes of like, dude, what the fuck is going on there? Exactly. And, and that turned out it just tied into She-Hulk. And that just randomly ties into She-Hulk, which maybe Fuck. one of these days we'll talk about. Maybe. Fucking A, man. <laughs> Listen, man, I don't, I don't want to hate She-Hulk, but I just felt like it was it was kind of fun to watch while it was happening, but in hindsight, I just kind of go, yeah, but what was really the point of it? Yeah. We'll save that for another day. But let's another save time. that for another time. But um, one more thing with, with Eternals, like, this, okay, first of all, this is not a movie I was looking forward to at all. Like, That's right. at all. Like, I was like, if there's any MCU movie, like, I'd might actually skip seeing it probably would be eternals <laughs> but but uh uh when i finally did see it in the theater I, I, my i set my expectations so low that when it reached the point of mediocrity i was super impressed <laughs> i was like blown away at like it reached media not that it sank to mediocrity it reached mediocrity <laughs> Yeah, we were basically watching what not the movie Idiocracy, but what the fucking producers and director created. Yeah, yeah. that's fucking idiocracy. Oh my god, yeah. it, you know, it, it, it's like again, if they had just made this a TV series, it, it would probably work way better, it probably would work. I'm convinced the only reason they didn't is that they couldn't get Angelina Jolie to be in like an eight-part series. Probably. Something Probably. like that. Something stupid like that. And if that was the case, find someone else! I know, right? <laughs> I don't even remember what the fuck she even did in that movie. So it wasn't even worth it. The only The only character that the only character was uh, that Indian Alfred character. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> he was essentially like Indian Alfred, like an Indian version of Alfred yes, from Batman. Kumail Ninjani's um, butler yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that's right. And the thing is, like, Eternals are basically like the Justice League but from, from, like, deep space. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so disappointing, like, how, how like Lauren said, how, how mediocre of a product it came out. 
and boy, how mighty a mighty house it failed. <laughs> I really hope they like redeem Eternals because it has a humongous amount of potential. Yeah, it did, I think I but didn't succeed. Yeah, I think the only way going forward with the Eternals, I think the only way it's really going to work is if like they show up in random projects here and there. Like they don't really have their own like focused movie. They just come into like the big fights every one every once in a while. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna say they're basically gonna like, you know, half the Avengers and Civil War is it? Yeah. <laughs> so basically, what you're saying, they might come into Secret Wars. Oh, possibly. Well, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so guys, so, so, uh, so yeah, so now we have. Moving on to our next movie. Now, this is the movie where, because, you know, Eternals are deep space, they're aliens, Shang-Chi is in, like, a fantasy world, Black Widow is, who the fuck even knows, something with her sister Yelena. But this movie, this movie, you definitely start to feel the multiverse. Yep. Spider-Man, No Way Home. And we did a whole-ass review just on this movie. So we'll make it short and simple. Yeah, so if you want to hear more about this, go check out that episode. Yeah. yeah. So but did- I think I want to say about Spider-Man No Way Home is, uh, you know, in hindsight, I don't think it's actually my favorite MCU Spider-Man movie. Really? I don't think so. I, I think I still prefer Homecoming over it. I mean... We did give that an S tier. Yes. 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 I, I still think I prefer it. Like, don't get me wrong. I love seeing Tobey Maguire. Uh, I'll be really honest. I didn't give a fuck about seeing Andrew Garfield. Wow. <laughs> I didn't care at all that he was returning. Like, I thought it was kind of cool. Oh, there's going to be three Spider-Mans. But, like, Andrew Garfield, meh. I didn't really care. Damn. <laughs> I liked oh, how they I gave it, they finally, thing. yeah. I do love the tie-in with Doctor Strange. I think yes. that was masterfully done. Yes. And I think, um, I like the end of the movie where they have to wipe everyone's memory of Spider-Man, even though, as we just said earlier, we don't really know, like, what what's going to happen with that. Does Peter Parker just, like, not exist in people's Memories? I have no idea how that works. I, I, I don't know how it works. As much as I love this movie, and I, I really had a blast in the theater, but a lot of it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Because, okay, if you have, if it brings everybody from the dimensions who know Peter Parker's identity, then how come Topher Grace's Venom isn't there? I mean, I know, exactly. I know. I know why he isn't there. It's because fans don't want him there. But <laughs> he should be there because that's how that curse works. That's exactly. true. That's, that's really true. Yeah. They had cringe-ass Topher Grace Venom in this movie. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Although, although, no, actually, I was about to say you would get, you know, uh, James Franco's Hobgoblin, but fuck him, too. Yeah. <laughs> now, No Way Home kind of changes things with uh, 
with the MCU because uh, first of all, for first of all, it it kind of ties into the like Venom movies and Morbius. Yes. Yeah. And because that's okay. That's apparently in a whole nother. So like, there's the the. Tobey Maguire universe, there's the Andrew Garfield universe, the MCU universe, and then there's the Morbius and Venom universe. And that universe... And by the way, how fucked up is it that Morbius has anything to do with MCU? Yeah. (laughs) Now, goddamn thing. I'm I'm just gonna say this right here, and happen is because I have the AMC app so i basically see movies for free i might be one like the one out of like two people who saw morbius seriously so i saw so you guys don't have to and the only reason why i even wanted to see it i actually no, i didn't want to see it but the only reason why i saw it was because of the advertising that uh michael keaton was in the movie yeah Oh, Remember, this, this trailer came out like before COVID for That's Morbius. Right. So everybody was speculating. And this was like, you know, before any ideas of the multiverse or anything. Um, and everybody was wondering, like, okay, is Morbius like part of the MCU? Because you got Michael Keaton there. Or they're like, oh, is Michael Keaton playing a different um, vulture from another universe or something? Like, people were confused. <laughs> Then when the movie finally came, um, and I saw it, I'm like, "All right, well, let's see, let's see Michael Keaton." Michael Keaton, and I'm I'm telling you this: the only reason to watch Morbius is the last is the post credit scene that the entire credit scene, and even then, I don't recommend watching the post credit scene because it's just going to piss you off. <laughs> literally, the post, literally the post, going, the only reason. I, I I ever found out what even happened is because I don't know if you guys ever watched the YouTuber Eddie Burback, but if you do, if you don't, I highly, highly recommend him. He has a video where he decides he's going to watch the movie Morbius in theaters five days in a row. Oh, oh poor guy. And then as he does it, he talks about, you know, how surreal it is to even be doing this ridiculous challenge. But then he's also trying to enjoy, talk about the plot and all the shit he notices seeing it after seeing it every day, five <laughs> days in a row. Oh, man. Great video, so, by the way. Never seen it. Yeah. So if I, a lot of people, I guess, don't know what happens in the yes, but I'm, I'll just say it right here. Basically, what happens is, and this is the scene where Michael Keaton's in. At the end, it ties into the ending of uh, No Way Home as well. So at the ending of No Way Home, where all the Spider-Mans and the universes go back to their, you know, all the universes, somehow, and I have no idea how this works with, with the curse, somehow... Uh, Spider-Man, or no, somehow, um, Michael Keaton's character, the Vulture, he was in a he was in his jail, and his jail he disappears. Okay, so I'll I'll just continue. Um, 
so Michael Keaton's in his jail cell and he just disappears from his jail cell and reappears in another in another universe, in the Morbius universe. And then they're in the he just appears in this random jail cell and they're all like, Well, we have no record of this guy's even existence, so we're just gonna have to let him go. And so he's roaming free in the in the Morbius universe and eventually cross paths with Morbius and they say like we both have a common enemy Spider-Man let's team up something like that so that just kind of pissed me off because I really really like I love Michael Keaton as an actor and I really liked his character of the vulture in Homecoming yes and I was ever ever since like you know the ending of homecoming and you know like his post credit scene and everything in that movie i was l- really looking forward to like where they were where they were going to go with his character only to find out that he's not even going to be in the mcu anymore he's now in the morbius universe and he's permanently stuck there apparently dude that is so fucked up yeah he will never <laughs> have a rematch with tom holland's spider-man well don't don't say never because well okay ne- we never <laughs> there's a lot of things that uh uh we never expected to see uh, on film but you know like then we got the three spider-man's team up together so it's possible he could come back obviously but yeah see you anymore he's in the morbius universe <laughs> that's the most upsetting reveal <laughs> that <laughs> And even though Morbius is not part of the MCU, the the movie Morbius is not part of the MCU, I I still had to bring it up because that's what happened. He's. I'm so sorry, guys. Where were we? Uh, I, I oh, I was right, I was just talking about the shitty post credit scene in Morbius. TLDR. Uh, we're still about Morbius. Yes. Yep. TLDR, uh, Tyler. Um, Vulture from MCU shows up in Morbius's universe. And basically, he's not even in the MCU anymore, but in the shit-ass fucking Morbius universe. Fuck Morbius. <laughs> right on. <laughs> oh, my God. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that all being said, I love the Spider-Man movie. I'm a big Spider-Man fan. I think this is also a contender for top three Phase 4 movies. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say so. Yep. Um, Tyler, is there anything you wanted to say about No Way Home that we hadn't already said in either the ranking video or the standalone No Way Home review? It's one of the best movies. One of the best. Not the best, but it's one of the best. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. I, I think it, uh, another thing to add real quick, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure how accurate this is, but I believe... Going back to the original like scheduling of the films, I think uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was supposed to come out before No Way Home, and that was supposed to like kick off the uh, the multiverse. Yeah, going going well, into honestly, that makes a lot of sense. It does, but then you know scheduling conflicts, and they ultimately had to release. No Way Home, you know, before uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness. And uh, they're just like, oh, well, we'll just throw Doctor Strange in there anyway. And uh, yeah. 
he'll open up the new realm even though it would have made more sense if like his actions in multiverse of madness opened up dimensions leading into uh uh no way home but i don't know <laughs> man you really wonder how different the mcu would be had covid never happened yes <laughs> you know what i mean because it would look totally different oh yeah but we'll never know Unless somebody figures out how to go through the real multiverse. Mm. <laughs> Which, how lame would that be? You finally get the ability to go to a different universe. Like, wow, man, we're going to do go to a world where, where dinosaurs evolved to be the, uh, the dominant species. Or maybe you'll go to a world where, like, Superman feel, nah, nah, dog. I just want to see what happened to MCU if COVID never happened. <laughs> like, Really? I want to go to a universe where Morbius made a billion dollars. <laughs> I want to go to a universe where uh, I can have Thanksgiving dinner with my uncle and he doesn't start ranting about uh, uh, microchips and vaccines. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's, my, that's my Christmas wish. <laughs> All right. Um, Shall we move on to the next one? Yes. yes, next film. Okay. So man, I got I have like low-key interesting memory experience with this movie because uh well I won't talk about this on pod, but I saw this at a very uh uh very pivotal time in my life uh that I won't go into details of, so that always kind of taints it when I think about this movie. But um, I was super hyped for this. And uh, at the time, I was dating someone who was also really, really hyped about it. Uh-huh. And it was, just, it was just so awesome to go to a movie and then have that post-theater uh, discussion. But I remember with this movie coming out, when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. This is one of the best movies the MCU has ever made it's so inventive it's so creative and i was just telling people including you guys you just gotta see this movie it's so fucking hype and blah 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 blah. but you know now that i think about it having seen it like i think three times now and not being where i was when i first saw it this movie is really like eh? okay what what movie is it it's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I think you guys remember me hyping this movie. Yeah, I, I was too. But it was totally because <laughs> I was wearing rose-colored glasses. <laughs> Fucking nerd. Like, it wasn't even that good. Not that it was bad. I'll keep it short and sweet, Kyle. Honestly, man, even though it is a Doctor Strange movie, it's supposed to be a Doctor Strange movie. I hate to say it, but Elizabeth Olsen stole the show. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. That was that was a nice surprise seeing that like because I I knew going in that that this film somehow was gonna be connected to WandaVision. Like that was gonna be the first case where you had to watch a TV show in order to, you know 
see a movie. Yeah, that was kind of a wild thing. <laughs> that was a weird thing, but I was like, all right, well, I already watched WandaVision, so... And we already, we already did a review on WandaVision, so I think... Yeah, anyway. Go listen to our review of WandaVision, <laughs> and then listen to this. Dude, I can't um, remember what we said about WandaVision. Honestly, I can't remember, but I liked it. It was... I, I can't really... Actually, I can't even really remember how it ended. I just remember like looking forward to each episode because it was a different era of television. Yep, that's right. And uh, and then actually that might have been the first case of um, bringing like another actor playing a character because you had uh, uh, Evan Peters. Mm-hmm. And but I mean, they, they it wasn't really the multiverse. It was just kind of like her imagination. But that I was mean, like oh, it was like one universe X Men in like this the mcu and that's right yeah i mean the thing is we learn in this movie that that little you know cozy pocket dimension where her kids exist that is part of the multiverse yeah because apparently there are whole universes that are just the size of a small town yeah which is kind of mind-blowing but yes tyler 100 percent agreeing the twist in this movie is so good of Scarlet Witch being the villain, and she definitely stole the show in this movie. Yeah. Which, yes, for sure. If I were to give it a grade overall, I think I'll give it, because a lot of people hated this movie. I don't get that. A lot of people hated this movie, including my brother. I was like, are you serious? I'm kind of curious. What does he say he hates about it? I think it was, I think a lot of people saw that it was overhyped because it's not really, it's not really Dr. Strange going into the multiverse. I mean, he goes into different dimensions, but he really only goes into like two different dimensions. It's so it's not really the multiverse that you're supposed to be emphasizing. It's the madness part that you're really supposed to be emphasizing. Y- yes, thank you. Lord. It's like the whole movie is like a hallucination, essentially. Yes. Well, see, that's that's the thing. I think the multiverse is so trippy, especially when you have Doctor Strange in the equation. That madness, the madness aspect, and the multiverse aspect. The, the lines get really blurred, and I think that was really well done in this movie. Uh, yeah. That's what I really like. The ghosts, um, seeing Fantastic Four and X-Men characters. Yep. Which, uh, oh, man. I'd never been like so, oh, shit, I can't believe it, watching a superhero movie. And that's including Not- when I saw Endgame. Not to mention, <laughs> this marks... The third time Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier has died on screen. <laughs> oh my god. You're right. <laughs> the and third it's such, time. It's, it's, like, a, uh, it's such an understated character death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? But like, I think this movie was really fun, really trippy. Uh, it definitely has been a catalyst for a lot of stuff that's going to happen in the MCU in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved what Sam Raimi did with it. Uh, I can't wait for all the spinoffs and all the other cool stuff to come with it. But this is, if not top three, at least in the upper half of the Phase 4 movies. I would say it's in my top three. Okay. I'd say top for, three for Phase 4. four. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh... 
Um, oh yeah, well yeah, I mean Sam Raimi. I mean I was already on board with that, you know. <laughs> I mean, who um, was it? Like, literally, yeah, literally, I mean it was. Who was it? Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, and he really. It felt like a Sam Raimi movie. Like there, there were shots in it that just felt like it was straight out of Evil Dead. Yes. It was. It was great. I, I I I really enjoyed it, even though it wasn't really like what I was expecting. I I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. All. My one thing, it, it could have had the, and this is just my own personal gripe, actually. It, it, I, I know this to be in the movie, but it could have had the ultimate cameo, especially coming out right after um, No Way Home. Yeah. And it being a Sam Raimi movie. So it's Sam Raimi movies, it has to have his car in it, which his car is in the movie somewhere. But that was the car that was Uncle Ben's car in the Spider-Man movies. Yep. So what could have been the perfect opportunity, and especially it being about the multiverse and coming out right after No Way Home, you could have had Doctor Strange like enter into the Tobey Maguire universe and have Kirsten Dunst or, you know, driving Uncle Ben's car, and then he's all like, oh, look, it's that wizard that I saw like last week or something. Yeah, something. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know that that's just my own personal. I if, if I was directing the movie, I would have thrown that in there. But whatever. I can see that. I, I can yeah. totally. Yeah, I can totally see that, man. Man, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to think where that fantastic uh, Wong meme for this movie where it goes, you know, no, no, Doctor, take her to your dark dimension. You know, the the conscience of Wong. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if I were, like I say, if I were to give it a grade, probably B minus. B minus, okay. I'd give it like a solid B, probably. I think I would give. I think I'd probably give a solid B, and it's definitely on my totem in the upper half. I'm not sure what letter I'm going to give it yet. Um. Uh. But uh, but yeah, it's just uh, it's a good movie, and I, I think it also has rewatch factor. I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, any final thoughts on Doctor Strange? Uh, I think we're good. Yeah, right, I, I think it's really nice. awesome, and I could easily just like put this on if there was if I had nothing else to to watch and I was in the mood for Marvel. Yeah. Okay. On to the next, Kyle. On to the next one, which, once again, is uh, a movie that we have done sort of half an episode devoting a review to it with a hell of a lot of hype to to that. And uh, it was, I think... Uh, Lauren, did we see this movie together? No, we did not see this movie. We don't know. We, we did. We did see it. We did see Okay. Yeah, we did see it together. Okay, and we saw it with my buddy Johnny, who we also saw um, <laughs> Dominion with. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, so this is, if you haven't guessed already, it's Love and Thunder, Thor. Can I go real quick? Go ahead. Yes, please go ahead. Okay, we we did this full. We did a full review on the, the both double feature of Ragnarok and Love and Thunder. Yes. Here's my thing about it. 
when it first when it first was first announced, I was super hyped. There was a lot of potential. There was a lot of you know hype going around saying that this is even better. This is going to be better than Ragnarok. So the hype was there. Super excited. Watched it with my stepdad. I got out of the movie theater, and it's not the worst. It's certainly not not the best when we did this review that I loved it so much. Right. Now watching it back, it's like a meh. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think I, I think I pretty much agree with that opinion tire at the time. Absolutely loved it. Super hype. But now that I watch it, I kind of go, it's really not that spectacular. I know, I know a lot of people, there's a lot of people who hated it. And to me, it's like, I mean, I would definitely watch this over the first two horror movies. I mean, oh, good God. (laughs) Watch something. I I was trying to rewatch, um, because the scene since I saw it in the theater in 2011. And. I was like, okay, well, this this would be a good time to you know rewatch the Thor movies and um, you know see if they still hold up. But I I couldn't even get through the first Thor movie. It's just so boring. <laughs> oh, Kyle and I did a review together, I'm, and yeah, go listen to that. yeah. I'm I'm and then, PTSD just thinking about the original Thor. <laughs> yeah, still not as bad as fucking Dark World though. Yeah, like yeah. Th- Love and Thunder, it's got like some stupid or cringy moments here and there, but it's like it's still it, it's, than it's the still first like movie. fun, I guess. <laughs> to yeah. me, it has the same kind of energy of a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, like in fact, if you told me James Gunn directed this, I I would totally believe you. Yeah. In fact, like when when this movie was announced, I was actually surprised. Was gonna it, it, they were even gonna do a fourth Thor movie because and it, it it looked like Thor was gonna now be part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So I thought yes. Thor was going to return in Guardians three and be like a supporting character instead of like one of like the main Avengers. Yes. He's now like a supporting member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. But then they announced he was they were doing a fourth oh. Thor movie, and I'm like. All right, and then yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy were in it like briefly, but they just uh, I I think just because Ragnarok did so well, they felt I'm told, I'm told yes, yes, they kind of felt like they had to do it. But honestly, Lauren, I would have been totally fine with Thor just being a member of the Guardians. Yeah, yeah. like what more is there to do? The Avengers are basically completely dead. Yeah, right. And it feels so weird to say how dead the Avengers are when there was a time where when I thought of Marvel, I just thought of the Avengers. And now they're they're just over. Yep. They are. <laughs> but but I think... Go, go for it. But then, like, yep. when the movie ended, there was a, um, you know, they have, like, the credits and everything. And then it said, uh, Thor will return. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. so he's going to be in a fifth movie or he's going to be like another, like, he's going to, I don't know, like 
another one of like the main Avengers or something. But I saw so I saw I saw it for the first time with you, Kyle, and then I saw it again with one of my other friends. And uh, he was when he saw that um, that Thor, he thought it was implying um, uh, Jane Foster. Oh, but but he yeah but then my friend and i got like in in an argument i'm like no jane's dead <laughs> what's she gonna do like come back to life and say like i'm back or she's just gonna be like parting up in in valhalla just being like well i can't help anybody on earth but here i am to party <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't think she's gonna make a comeback but i do like your friend thinking of lady thunder because i think she could have had some more potential yeah yeah so i don't know I have no idea what they're after all that fucking chick flick bullshit they put her through. (laughs) Yep. And you know what? You know what, Tyler? I'm going to say right now the worst MCU movie they ever made was Dark World. It is. It's the worst. It's even worse than Captain Marvel. Yep. I'm going to. I. That's a hill I'm gonna die. I, I'm gonna die on this hill. Uh, that's I'll be, the worst. I'll be there with you, brother. That's the worst MCU movie. I'll be there with you. And frankly, I think when we said Captain Marvel was the worst one, we were on some weird hate crusade against Brie Larson. But honestly, that movie is just like a boring ass Superman movie. But Dark World is like a crime against superhero movies. Mm-hmm. There, I said it. <laughs> Lauren, do you have any things to say about Love and Thunder? Uh, it's fine. It it, it had a it had a good soundtrack. A really yes. good soundtrack. <laughs> really good soundtrack. It, I, and I thought it was fun. I thought it really mattered to me. I was like, okay, to me, to me, it kind of felt like um, ah, uh, this is a weird comparison. But and it doesn't quite align with my comparison here. But okay, with like the original Superman movies, it started off with like Superman one being like this great blockbuster movie, and two being like like a really great follow up, and the Superman three was all like like okay, that was kind of stupid, and Superman four was just kind of like laughably bad, but a lot of fun. Yeah, it's the Thor. Started off pretty shitty and then went pretty yeah. shitty here. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then went like completely awesome and then ended up in the same position as super the Superman series. <laughs> Where it was like it was stupid, <coughs> but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think I totally agree. Yeah. Um Tyler, do anything else you want to say about Eleven Thunder? I think I pretty much agree with Lauren on this. Yeah, I'm same here. Um, I will say this, uh, other than the fact they go to, what is it, Omnipotent City to, like, kick Zeus's ass, I don't really know what this has to do with the multiverse. Uh, something with gods. Something with gods. It's gonna be something with gods. Because you have Gore, Gore the god, oh, yeah, yeah, Christian Bale, uh, good villain. Good villain. Honestly, too good for this movie. 
Yes. yes. He's too good of a villain, too good of an actor for this movie. I know. They they could have gotten, <laughs> like, I don't know, any guy that plays, like, a British gangster to be him, and it would have been just as fine. Yeah. Yeah, he would, because, like, Christian Bale is, he's acting like, like, uh, like he's Himself. playing a Shakespeare character or something. It's like, whoa. I, there was whoa. a, there, there was a funny meme came out. Um, it was uh, that scene in American Psycho where Christian Bale kills Jared Leto, oh, yeah. but it's it's Gore killing Morbius, <laughs> and he's all like, "Hey, Morbius!" <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! That's great. Um, okay, so we all generally thought this movie fun. It was great. And and at this point, we were probably mentally like, "Wow, man, what's gonna happen, dude? What's gonna? This movie was so much fun. Th- this next movie is also gonna be fun." And you want to know something? It really wasn't. Oh boy, which what, what was it? Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Okay, all right, um, all right. Well, this movie just came out. And it's literally the only one of the MCU movies we haven't talked at all about. Listen. And I gotta tell you guys, this movie, uh, kind of boring. <laughs> you know what? I'm, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Listen. Listen here. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. This is not going to be a, it might be a fucking rant. I don't know. But listen. We all know what happened back in 2020 when Chadwick Boseman died. And I knew right then and there what was going through my mind that at that time because everybody was talking about Black Panther 2 is going to come out. Black Panther 2 is, con- is coming. You know, we'll, we'll, we have to wait and see. And as soon as we heard the news and we did a, a memorial about Chadwick Boseman on this show, I knew right then and there, I was like, what are they going to do with T'Challa and Wakanda? And I knew right then and there, I, I was like, you know what? It'll be, it'll, it'll be fine. They'll probably resurrect Killmonger again, make him try to be a good guy now. Uh, spoiler alert, he's in the movie. <laughs> um, but Watch, and I I love the first movie. I even I I even said when we were doing the tier list that that movie needs to be an S tier, but somebody said it was a man. <laughs> so go fuck yourself. <laughs> but I watching this movie. I, I went in at very low expectations. And that's something that for me as a comic book, comic book fan, and even though Black Panther is not my favorite MCU or Marvel character, he is he's up there. Not because of what Chadwick did. When I went when I saw this movie, I was Kinda like, 
out of place. Like, I didn't know what the fuck they were going to do. But I do like adding the Mayans into the into the movie, the Atlanteans, if you per se. Oh, yeah. And um, if in case you guys haven't seen uh, Narcos uh, Mexico on Netflix, uh, the guy that has, like, the main villain, uh, Rafa, that's his name in uh, Narcos. So uh, props to him. He was the best highlight of the fucking movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, if it weren't for Namor in this movie, honestly, dude, like, if I had to pick the most boring MCU movies, this would be, if not the the top, it would be second to the top. Ooh. I just, here's the thing. When I saw this movie, I saw it opening day uh, with our buddy Johnny. Uh and we hung out for, well, first of all, I got to go through the sequence events. One, I had a day off. I had the flu shot and the booster. Damn. We hung out for nine hours. Oh, yeah. This and we is, this saw this movie at 1130 at night. Yep. Oh, so you got out at like two in the morning? Yes. Damn. Lauren, I was so tired when this movie started. Shit. Wait, no, 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 no. If, if there's like 20 minutes of commercials, you would have gotten out by like three. Yes. That, Damn. That's correct. That's insane. So, ladies and gentlemen, Kyle means to say that even though he was having a good day, he just didn't give a fuck about the movie. That's basically what he's saying. Yeah. The thing is, I, I really, really tried hard to concentrate, and I, and I and this movie does have some very beautiful shots in it, and it has a really awesome, touching tribute to Chadwick Boseman. That I'm gonna definitely give the movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the whole mythos behind Namor and the inclusion of mutants now in the MCU. When I heard that he's the first mutant, I'm like, fuck yeah, finally. Okay, And even given all of that, the movie is too goddamn slow. It it was it was really slow. Yeah. It was was really slow. slow. What, What was up with the pacing? Dude, there were parts of the movie where I was like nodding in and out. That was me throughout now, we were talking about Eternals earlier, and Eternals is not a good movie <laughs> at all. In fact, I said I was impressed that that it was mediocre. Yes. Um, but even Eternals was better paced than Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. <laughs> I, you know, hate I hate to say, to say it, it, but it is. But but Lauren has a point. Like. There's something really fucky and drag-ass about the pacing in Wakanda Forever. Yeah. I really hate to say it, but it's true. Here's the thing with with me. Unlike Eternals, I actually was kind of looking forward to Wakanda Forever. I mean, I I knew it was going to be tough without Chadwick, um, but I knew it was going to be a nice, touching tribute, and, and that's what we got. 
Um, and that's if anything, if the if the film deserves credit for anything, or if the, if it serves a purpose for anything, it's for Chadwick. That's yes. that is yes. the the big thing that this take away from this movie. Yes. You know, what the, you know what I think is the the real problem with Wakanda Forever, other than just the, the tragic circumstances of Chadwick Boseman passing in 2020. Mm-hmm. It's just they put so much stake into Chadwick Boseman and Black Panther. Like Chadwick Boseman was such an awesome Black Panther that the 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 rest of the cast were just background noise, but because of the circumstances they were in, they like had to do something with characters that, if we're being really honest, none of us really cared about. Yeah, and here's like, here's also a thing. Like, just tell me this. Tell me this. Tell me this. Tell me off the top of your head without looking it up. What is Black Panther's uh, sister's name? Uh, uh, Shuri. I Lauren? okay. It wasn't. I, I I think yeah. Tyler's right, but even then, like I couldn't really think of it at the top of my head. But yeah, like it's like like you said, Kyle. It's it's not. It's not. Uh, Chadwick carried that movie. <laughs> That's is Chadwick carried Black Panther. So without him, it kind of doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And that's the doesn't work. It kind of doesn't work, but that was um, w- w- going into the movie. I kind of expected that it wasn't really going to be a Black Panther, you know, being that it's called Wakanda. For I'm, I was like, okay, I think they're just going to focus on Wakanda as a country, yeah, and 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 then you know the the um, uh, whatever name wars people are you know it was wakanda versus them it's it's going to be a, a war movie uh you know battle for or, or whatever it's going to be about um but uh even then it's like it, it was supposed to be like this big it was, i was expecting like this big epic movie but it was just it just dragged there yes. were things like very like slow um Swimming scenes, slow, uh, slow dialogue scenes, like, you know, like camera shots, water. And yeah, there was like scenes where they're just driving and they're driving, and you're like, okay, and and I I rewatched the first Black Panther, or at least like most of it, Wakanda Forever, and that movie had a lot of great like very like fast paced action yes. scenes. There was that scene in, in, uh, um, in Busan with, you know, I think that was one of the last Stan Lee cameos, you know, in, in the casino there, there, there's that action scene in Busan. There's the car chase. There was the, uh, um, the, uh, battle where he, you know, in Wakanda where he like gets his, uh, uh, you know, that, that like ritual he has to go through. There's mm-hmm. that, you know, scene, and then there was like the uh, the mine carts and everything. Like it was a very like fast paced action movie, but yes, Wakanda Forever was just a lot of like drawn out exposition, and and even then, it's like it didn't really reveal that much aside from you know like the mutants now exist. Like, like um, you know, t- tell me this. I I, I yeah. have to interject here, but like, no, you're good. When I saw this movie. And I was trying, like, when we had just all seen the movie, 
I was saying my number one complaint about this film was they spend over two and a half hours for like four things to happen. Yeah. I mean, shit, they do that in like 30 minutes in some Marvel movies. Exactly. It just, it kind of felt like Ryan Coogler, the director, Mm -hmm. was getting really into like, this movie has to be sentimental. This thing is like a meditation on Wakanda and the fate of the nation without uh, T'Challa. But it felt like, but dude, what about the kick-ass Marvel superhero aspect? This is like almost a weird art film. Yep. And then you know, like you know, like how you're. Oh, sorry. Go finish. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And then it occasionally interjects where it feels like a superhero movie, and even that feels long and drawn out. Like it's one of those movies where you feel like, you know, you're looking at your watch and you're like, uh huh, uh huh. Can we can we get to it? Like speed it up. Let, let's 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 get on with it. Yeah, I know. And then. The last 30 minutes. So the whole thing hypes itself up to being the final battle with the Atlanteans and Wakanda. And the whole battle just kind of feels like, I don't know, like Iron Man 1 level action. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I, it's, I don't think it's Iron Man 1 because, I mean, we talked about it on our tier list and everything, but I feel like it's more like kind of like Ragnarok-esque in a way, but not really. So it's, it's, like, it's like Ragnarok mixed in with like I guess Black Panther. It feels like unjustified hype. Yeah. I mean, for God's sake, they made us sit through two hours of uh, of meditative sunset spots, underwater scenes for what? For Namor to just call off the whole thing all of a sudden? Apparently. I just, I don't get it. It's so sorry. I'm <laughs> I'm eating some candy. It's <laughs> okay. Um, you, you know you know how you were saying uh Eternals would have been better if it was a TV series? Yes. Wakanda Forever probably would have been better if it was like one of those forty five minute Marvel specials on on Disney Plus. Thank you. As shitty as it feels to say that, I think it would have because it would have forced um, Ryan Coogler to distill it and just get to the point. I mean, I hate to beat on a dead horse, but I kind of agree, agree with you guys. As, as, as much it, it pains me to say that too, even though I love the first movie and Un- of course, for the circumstances of what happened in 2020 and with Chadwick Boseman, it just 
this movie. I'm not even gonna give it a shitty grade because the 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 atmosphere of the movie is beautiful. Yes, it's no, beautiful. No question. No question. Now, obviously, again, you guys haven't seen it. Go watch it. You've been warned. But yes, there is a scene with Zuri and Killmonger. Yes, it's really. Awesome. I thought to me that that scene alone was the highlight and the best of the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. Like, him showing up in the the spirit realm to talk to Shuri. Yep. And kind of tell her, this is your mission for Wakanda. I might be a traitor, but I was fighting for us. Yep. Our people, our country. I was like, damn, this movie's making me proud to be black. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it, but really, it's a it's a great that that was a great scene in this movie, and, and the line the line of what Michael B. Jordan told Jerry. So, are you gonna be like your brother, being noble? And I was like, ooh, or are you gonna get shit done like me? I was like, damn, son, bars. <laughs> oh man, I forgot I forgot that that's exactly what he said. Although to be fair, I was like half asleep, but. <laughs> but yes, um, I, I don't even really know where to rank Black Panther, even though we're trying to rank these movies. Um, Honestly, Kyle, I'm gonna take off from your. I'm gonna take a page off for you. I I hate to to be a fucking. Uh, 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 I I can't say a naysayer because I. You guys can call me a hypocrite all you want. I'm going to give it a a C plus, B minus. Okay. Only because of the atmospheric and the the visionary and having Killmonger back in the movie of the the, uh, memory scene. That's yes, that was that was truly badass. Yeah. It's always good to see Michael B. Jordan again. Yep. Um oh man. So yeah, that's phase four. And I think I think when we look back at phase four in the future, we will think of it as this big setup yeah it's no, not no. only a setup it's it's more like well even though what happened in the real world it's more like here's the setup just roll with it and deal with it that's all we're gonna say yes Pretty i'm not much. gonna go as far as you know the hate them fan base goes to say these movies are just failing but i think with a few exceptions, it's largely just kind of a kind of a liminal transitionary phase. Yeah, per, pretty much, very, pretty much. But I hope it's a very like purposeful one. Yeah. But again, I I really hope Black Widow's sister, what's her name again? Le- Elena. Elena. I think yeah. yeah. 
I really hope Lena, and for God's sake, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character really pay off <coughs> in the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of it makes me think I kind of wish they went a different direction, such as, you know, Thor not being in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the whole weird soft nationalism in Wakanda forever, which I'm not going to get into it, but my problem with this movie is basically that it's just a giant a giant piece of nationalist propaganda for Wakanda. <laughs> That's the part that bugs me the most about it. Um, and of course, Eternals, who the hell knows what that, what's going to happen with that in the future? I have no idea care with that one. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I just don't care about Eternals. Yeah. I've... Seems like it's gonna have a pretty pretty good start. The The next movie in the is um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium. Oh yeah, yes. Quantumanium. It's gonna be a pretty big movie. Pretty big like, yeah. like it, it's going to shift the way that the MCU goes from here and like into the to the multiverse and it seems like like much more of like an official start to the multiverse saga than Black Widow. Yes. <laughs> okay. This is what we were waiting for yeah. with the multiverse. Whereas yeah. like in phase four, we just kind of got little bits and pieces taste of it yeah you know i mean we're ignoring the whole half of the tv series but i don't know it's did we really need it outside of dr strange and here's my thing and i said it multiple times with you guys off pod and even sometimes on on here like we everybody that's listening, we all love Marvel, we all love DC, we all love you know, whether we're anime geeks or weeboos or whatever, we love video games, whatever, we will, we will always talk about it. Sometimes when things become a little bit hectic and annoying a lot is way too fucking much and this is what happened with Marvel. A lot is too much. Like, they're sort of reconfiguring themselves now. Yeah. Like, it's almost at the point, like, like 20 years ago, in the comic book world, I mean, not literally in the comic book world, but in the world of comic books, Marvel around this point had that, had that time where they're in their, like, fourth or fifth decade of making characters and storylines and comics and arcs, and they just realize, oh, this is, this is a lot to juggle, especially if you're new into this. What if we just completely started from scratch? And that's where Marvel did Ultimate and DC did New 52. Yep. yep. Yeah. And that kind of feels like almost where they could go with Marvel now. Like, there's just, there's so much shit. 
There's so the, much shit, but they just so so much further away. Like they just feel like this last year and a half with Phase Four feels like they just took a really big breath and now they're about to go. Okay, what do we do now when we exhale? What where do we go from here? Yeah, because we have quite a lot on the Marvel play right now. Okay. Yeah. And like I said, a lot is too much. And that's what I said with Star Wars as well. When all like the the within the exceptional of what Mandalorian was, obviously, that was an exceptional. I was, I was completely fine with it. But when they started doing more shit and more other things to it, it's like, all right, dude, you're killing my fandom right now. And this is what Marvel is kind of doing. Dude, I haven't even gotten past the first episode of Andor. The, uh, and a, an exception to Andor. I watched that. You guys go watch it. We must have we must have a review of the show. Okay. So it's so it's worth the watch. It's worth the watch. Okay. Okay. Especially because I loved Rogue One. I think we all loved Rogue One. We all yeah. I, I I fucking did. Oh yeah. But the, but the point is, like I'm saying, I'm trying not to be on the dead horse, is Marvel, even though this was a rough time, now, like Kyle just said, it, what what's going to be happening with the XL, get your shit straight and get to fucking work. Yeah, man. I think at this point, they really just need to focus and tighten up. Yeah. Like, it feels like they've been stretching their legs a little too much, a little too long now. Yep. <laughs> like, if we're going to get X-Men and Fantastic Four, then God damn it, just give it to us. And not only that, that too. Please take it seriously with them this time, please. Yes. Don't yes. make them as fucking jokes. Yeah, man, I don't... I don't want to see that like, Hugh Jackman is coming back as Wolverine. Now, now you're really like, okay, we we cannot fuck up. Yes, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, all that good shit. All right, so guys, let's put together the totem pole from okay. bottom to top. I think, unless you guys want to dispute me on this, I think Eternals is the bottom. Correct. Yeah. I'd put that at the bottom. <laughs> it's a pure shit show. It has no rewatchability. It's too goddamn long. And I'd be perfectly fine if it just phased out of existence. Yep. Pretty much. Okay. Second to the bottom. I would put Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. I'm I'm gonna sadly gonna have to agree with that. It's not that they're close in quality, it's just within this phase. It's definitely weak. Yeah. I, I definitely will have to agree with you guys. As much as it pains me to say it. Okay. But yes. All right. Then I think what goes next, I would say Black Widow. I'm a little mixed. I might put Love and Thunder. I was going to say Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder? Yeah. I think Love and because. Yeah, Why I'll, I'll go with Love and Thunder. Then 
Why Love and Thunder over uh, Black Widow? I don't know. I just felt like Black Widow was a more I think Black well-rounded movie more of a story-based movie. Okay. Man, maybe maybe I really should rewatch Black Widow cuz I was thinking it was just I don't know, it just felt like a random backstory. I mean, I, honestly, I haven't seen it in a while either, so my opinion might change, but, okay. you know, it, it could even be that it was just nice to be back in the theater when that movie came out. That's so true. <laughs> and July 2021. Yeah. Oh, man. But I enjoyed it, so I'm going to do uh, Love and Thunder and then Black Widow for me. Okay. Okay. All right. Now here's where it gets really tricky. Because now we have Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and Shang-Chi. In my opinion, in my opinion, I think Doctor Strange should go right in the middle. So you're number two. No, no, no. I mean, Doctor Strange should go in the middle of the totem. Oh, okay. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. That works. Doctor Strange was... Perfectly fine, not bad, not great. Yeah, meh. Yes. And then I would say, oh, man. Now this is where it gets tough. This is where it gets tough. Shang-Chi and then... No Way Home. No Way Home. Because No Way Home, it was... That was an event. That was like a cinematic event. There was so much hype. There was so much hype and it, it delivered. It was it even though a lot of the like the plot doesn't make sense all the time, it, see, it see, that, still that's was the problem. The plot doesn't really make sense. I'm the opposite. I put No Way Home and Shang Chi. Oh, so Shang Chi is the best one for me. You're going to say Shang-Chi was the best of Phase 4. Yes. Ooh. For me. I, I, I know that's, that's a, 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 a path I don't want to take, but... Okay. Damn. Take, Tyler, take, Tyler's picking something other than Spider-Man being attacked? Okay, okay. <laughs> listen, listen. Take away the cinematic atmospheric with everybody there watching No Way Home. No, just, I, I, I hear you, man. It, just watch it, the movie alone and, or just zone in into the just, movie. And just think about it entirely within the context of Phase 4. Yes. Oh, man. You know, I, I think Tyler has a good point. Oh, man. You know what? I'm going to have to agree. I think Shang-Chi might have been the best movie of Phase 4. <laughs> Damn. Even though I love, I fucking love Tommy Maguire coming back into No Way Home, which was masterfully done. But if you really, really watch the movie again, you still get the chills and everything. But like Lauren said, some of the plot in the movie does not make sense at all. Well, yeah, like, like even, even when you think about it, like, they all, they're all going to go back to like their, their home dimensions. So the next time you watch Spider-Man Two, Doctor Octopus is just going to like 
snap out of it and he's all like whoa i had the longest week ever <laughs> yeah right is he just gonna like wake up in between scenes and be like damn i got the best night's sleep <laughs> yeah or is like norman osborne still dead or alive or he's like what the fuck was that all about you know <laughs> and our uh our, our is uh toby mcguire and uh and uh, oh god, why am I blanking on the but, modern Spider-Man thing? Yeah, uh, Andrew Garfield. No, Tom no, Holland. Not the worst. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah. Are, are Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland the meme verse still gonna make those horrible dark ass jokes about Gwen Stacy breaking her neck? Oh, oh man. Oh, you know what? What before we wrap things up? Because I, I think we already kind of completed the uh, the ranking here. We're saying Shang Chi's the best. Yes. <laughs> um. Another thing. Another thing to that doesn't really make sense about No Way Home is the villains were pulled out of their uh were pulled out of like the climatic scenes of their movies essentially. Um, to go into, you know, because like Dr. Octopus says, like, I was, I had you in my, in my grip and then now I'm here, you know, something like that. So the the villains are pulled out of the movies that they are in, but the Spider-Mans are from years in the future. Yes. It really, oh man. So they like low key know they're going to lose, but they're still going to fight. I have no idea. See, it, it makes no sense. All right. <laughs> anyway, well, let's wrap things up. We got a little bit more time left, but uh, yeah, this is our ranking. It's uh, Shang Chi is the best one out of all of them. Eternals is the worst. Eternals the worst. So, ladies and gentlemen, Phase Four is over. Marvel or Kevin Foggy or Ryan Kluger, if you guys are listening to this, it's time to get down to the nitty gritty and get your shit straight. Yes. Yes, man. Decide what is the direction of Marvel going to be. Yep. And, uh, Lauren, could do, I know you're busy. If you got James you Gunn now with DC, you really got to put the pedal to the metal. That's another topic we can discuss in the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I have a lot to say. <laughs> but, uh, Lauren, I know you've been busy for a long, long time. I know there's nothing going on. But do let the people know what episode is still on the uh, library. Yes. Uh, for, for my show? Yes. Yes. Uh, so, I believe the next episode still is The Room. <laughs> Done in a couple days with my classes. So, I, I definitely want to get on that but i also would like to do a christmas episode on so last year we did a double feature of the two jack frost movies the one where he plays a, a singing snowman and the other jack frost movie about a killer snowman <laughs> oh no i love we did it we did a double feature of that last year so i want to do something and maybe i can get like a group, you know, like a big like Christmas collaboration. I'll think about it. I'll, we'll we'll see what we can do. But uh, honestly, man, I think I think it's about time we did a big stupid shitty movie as a group. And I think I might have the one. I'll, I'll let you. 
Okay. Right. But also, um, Tyler, I don't know if we're just about to run out of time. We are about to run out of time. God damn. Okay. Because I was going to say, because we've been playing, talking about the millennial classics with maybe Napoleon Dynamite? Yes. So we have a lot of ideas for the upcoming episodes, but this is the holidays. It is a busy month for all of us. I hope you guys uh, are having fun doing Christmas shopping. But uh, we're not going to sign out with doing our social media and shit. You guys know where to find us and do all that jazz. Um, anyways, Lauren, Kyle, thank you so much for being part of the show. And um, we'll be back back with the next episode. I hope you guys have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful week. We'll see y'all back in the next episode, which is probably going to be uh, Hellraiser. But uh, but peace out, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. Your friend